Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of That's What B Said, a Cleveland sports podcast. I am your host, Bree Rust at Breezy Clee, and I am joined by Brittany Mollis at Bird's Eye View. Brittany, hello. Can you believe we're 21 episodes in already? No, we're social distancing, so even better. <laughs> I've been social distancing. <laughs> oh, yeah, social we're going to talk about that, too. <laughs> We also have Miss Meredith, uh, Meredith Kane at MK on Sports. Meredith, good to chat with you as well from afar. Hello. Yeah, I was about to say our podcast is now old enough to drink. Oh, yeah, we are. We are. (laughs) But I think all the liquor stores might be sold out right now. Yeah, uh, no liquor, no toilet paper. It's a really bad combination. Yeah. So maybe um, once things get back to normal, we'll buy our podcast to drink. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, we're going to get into, we have a lot of things to talk about when it comes to sports, actually. The Browns are making moves, and they, uh, I think they kind of came in, and coronavirus was all the talk of the town, and then the Browns made some moves, and that became the talk of the town in the Browns world, so it was a nice distraction. We're going to talk about them, Um, and you know, last week we were mad at the Browns because the world was ending, and they made everyone mad, and now this week the Indians are making us mad, so... You know, someone's always making us mad, regardless of what's happening in the world. And uh, our Cleveland teams, they don't let us down when it comes to that. It's really like, I can't believe that the Cleveland Indians would do something like this, though. It's so off-brand for them to be tone deaf. <laughs> to be completely tone deaf. Sarcasm. Oh, my God. You had me going for a second, Brittany. Oh, my God. Come on. Do you know like, me at all? I t- it was like, for like the first sentence, you're like, man, I can't believe the Indians. And I'm like, I know, I know. And then you finished your sentence, and I was like, oh, okay. She's... I have to ask you guys. So, you know, we've been... It's been recommended to socially distance ourselves, to stay in, not go places, keep yourself away from other people. I have to ask you guys, how are you holding up from last week? Because last week, this was all kind of just starting. It was the beginning of everything being canceled. Now, a lot of things are officially canceled. You guys hanging in there? Here's the thing, and this is what I'm trying to like explain to people. I've been poor for a long time, and I've, I'm allergic to the cold. So this is just literally business as usual for me. Everyone's freaking out. I was talking to my sister earlier and she's the kind of person who needs to like go all the time and always be out there. And she's like, oh my God, like these next few weeks, I'm going to be at home with two little ones and my husband and this is going to drive me crazy. And I'm like, dude, chill. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Wait till you see how awesome this is. You literally don't have to go anywhere or do anything. It costs nothing. Imagine all the money we're going to save. Like we're good guys. I mean, I I had a, I had some trouble this weekend. Um, so I had two days off in a row, both Saturday and Sunday. It's the first time in months I've had more than one day off in a row. And I didn't really have a lot of work to think about because I didn't go back to work until Monday. So I didn't have any work over the weekend. There were no sports to distract me. And I just, I, I went a little stir crazy. I wound up going out... So I went to my gym on Saturday and then I realized that was a really bad idea. So I started with uh, working out at home. But Sunday, I just got so stir crazy. I went out and was walking around the neighborhood and uh, I walked past Barrio and it was just stuffed with people. And I'm looking at that and I was like, man, I could use a margarita right now, but I also don't want to get a virus. So I'm going to avoid that place. But yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how I hang out, hang in this uh, weekend. I'm still going into work at the radio station um, Monday to Friday because we're still operating 
um, as normal as possible uh, to, you know, bring people entertainment. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how I hang in this weekend. Also, $17 flights to Florida, guys. Just Okay, FYI. Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you know, $17. That's a price that I can almost afford. That, almost. You know, that comes with a case of the coronavirus where you may die or also <laughs> give it to someone else who may die. So I don't know if you're willing to take on that burden, then by all means, here's your $17 flight with a case of corona virus. I've, li- I've lived a good life. Like, if I go, I go. What, you know? I just oh, have to man. give a shout out to all the parents that are that are here listening who are stuck with their children who are homeschooling their children, How's who are also going? working while they're homeschooling their children. You know, this weekend, my husband and I were home, and we, we pretty much stayed in all weekend as well with, with the kids. And on Sunday night, we both looked at each other, and I said, this was the longest two days of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> to his response, it's going to be a long 88 days if we're shut in for three months. And yeah, it's it's been rough. It's been rough. Have you been like the teacher yeah, I end up, I've been working from home. We've been required to work from home. So I spend all day on conference calls, which is lovely. My computer half works. So I just, I pretty much struggle all day long. And then my daughter does her schoolwork at night and it's like just nonstop doing something. So are the schools like keeping you guys updated on, do they give you like curriculums or something? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So her school gave her a packet. Um, she got it last Friday. That was her last day. She got a packet and she's only in kindergarten. So, you know, it's not super aggressive, but it is aggressive. She has something to do every day for language arts, social studies and science. And then um, she has like a gym class activity. So we haven't done that one yet, but I have to go on, I think, youtube it's some video that we have to do together i don't I don't know what it is it's a Ooh. dance and a song so i don't know maybe i'll go live and <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say please make a video of this and share yeah it. put it on instagram oh uh, to the world and you guys know little dude but he i mean his <laughs> antics like it's this coronavirus quarantine with him like it's about to be lit with him <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny though oh man I don't know if that's what you call it. Yeah, he was entertaining himself on Saturday or Sunday, just like playing with the garbage can, hitting the little <laughs> thing, the I lid up and down. It. I was like, I okay. was laughing. Yeah, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, as long as nobody gets annoyed by the banging of the trash can, like, let him play with it. It'll keep him occupied for a while. Then you can, you know, <sighs> minus the noise to get some peace, right? Yeah, someone actually had a really, uh, really good comment when I posted that video. <laughs> they responded and said, something along the lines of like oh he's stealing parental signals <laughs> like, and I was like oh my god that's like that's a five star tweet right there that is <laughs> oh okay well god speaking of that Astro's cheating thing feels like it happened 10 years ago yeah it but really, it was really has it was like three weeks ago or at least four weeks ago honest to god like probably the past two weeks have felt like 10 years of like life yes yeah, oh my God. it's like the Cavs haven't played a game for three years. I know. It's also like time. Time doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna start getting into conspiracy theories. Don't let me. Oh boy. Oh no, it's my favorite. <laughs> I love it. We, we can have all a couple get on our hats together. Couple of conspiracy theories, I think, coming out that I will also share. Yes. 
related to the Browns. Yes. Uh, Okay. Well, speaking of the Browns, so the world has really slowed, but the Browns have not. And NFL free agency kicked off on Monday. And guys, Mm. it was a day of the nerds. It was. was I'm so excited to talk about this. Andrew Barry and company, uh, in my opinion, made great moves. They signed tight end Austin Hooper, which was one of the top targets in free agency. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a four-year, $42 million deal. They also signed right tackle Jack Conklin from Tennessee, which, again, was also a very highly sought-after offensive lineman. And then at the end of yesterday, or Monday, we also signed quarterback Case Keenum to a three-year deal, $18 million. What do you guys think? How about that? Let's give it up for the <laughs> nerds, shall we? Yes. Round of applause. Nerds. It was, a, it was a big day for the nerds. I was, you know, we were all, like, so hungry for sports that it felt like he could have done anything, and, like, the the reaction to it would have been frantic no matter, even if it was, like, you know... Can you imagine if they would have traded OBJ yesterday? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Talk about the done. world ending. Everything oh would have imploded. God. No, uh, but I was very happy, obviously, because this is what this is what happens when you put smart people in charge, guys. I, I think I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Put, put smart people in charge. Well, that's here's it. the thing about, like, paying a tight end as much as they're paying Austin Hooper, That that's a very football guy move, like, bringing in those tight ends and pay, and not just that, but paying guys this much money feels like the big football move it's like hey let's get these top names let's get these top guys in their position and pay them as much as we can in order to get them to come here and it worked and it's not just you know nerds sitting and looking at numbers on the computers like it it was more than that and i think that's sort of what that shows is that it's not just an analytics thing because this is what they've been saying from the start but nobody Mm -hmm. ever seemed to listen when both Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry said, yes, we're going to rely on analytics, but we're also going to rely on the eye test. We're also going to rely on our instincts. We're going to rely on people who know football, which, by the way, Kevin Stefanski played football. Andrew Barry played football. Ergo, they know football. Ergo. <laughs> they've, been saying, <laughs> they've been saying since the beginning, this is how we're going to operate. And everyone's like, oh, nerds on computers. But then. They did exactly what they said they were going to do. Andrew Barry was aggressive, and we got three really high-quality players yesterday. So Yeah, these are kind of like, you know, John Dorsey signings, but better. Yeah. Ooh, I, like, I know, I like and that. I have to say, just starting with Austin Hooper, tight end, it, this is a sneaky good signing, you guys, because yes. if you think about it, we've really had deficiencies at tight end. We haven't really had a solid guy that we could count on. I mean, since, was it Jordan Cameron? That was my guy, by the way. I loved him. Mm. But we haven't really had a guy that has been reliable. And David Njoku got injured last year. And we really, I think, saw the effects of him going out and what that means. The other really good thing about Austin Hooper is he's also reliable as a pass catcher and a pass blocker, which we also don't have. So Mm -hmm. we all know we've struggled with dropped passes, let me just read this stat if, you, if we want to get into nerdy analytics. Let's do it. So uh, last season, Hooper had 75 catches for 787 yards. He was targeted 93 times. He only had two dropped passes. Damn. Two. Nice. David Njoku has two dropped passes a game. <laughs> I mean, if not more. 
poor chief. I'm sorry. I love. I mean, I love. I love the chief. And uh, you know, going back to the numbers again here, I also think it's a pretty solid move in terms of the offense that Kevin Stefanski likes to run because he loves the two tight end sets. Mm-hmm. And I think having a second tight end with Najoku is critical. And I don't think this signing means Najoku won't be there. And I know a lot of people immediately jumped on this signing, meaning the end of David Najoku. I think that's actually is a really solid move into building the offense that Stefanski wants to run. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if they're going to, you know, there was some speculation yesterday that they might not, they might trade Najoku. Um, I don't know to who or for what. I just saw some people, you know, tweeting that out and saying, it doesn't mean that he's going to stay. It doesn't mean that they're going to get rid of him either. Like, Stefanski is used to, and, you know, last year used a lot two tight, two tight end sets. So this isn't like, you know, they might draft another tight end. I could see them doing that. I don't know if Najoku's their guy, but um, yesterday he was, you know, during all the speculation, he tweeted, and he said, come on, I love competition. We'll push each other and get better together, which I thought was... You know, that was nice to see. Exactly what he needed to say. And then also, like with San Francisco and George Kittle, you can see how critical a really solid tight end is. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of, you know, what we're looking at here. And I mean, let's be real. Who doesn't like a good tight end? Oh, boy. (laughs) I had to. Sorry. (laughs) Tight ends and fullbacks are my favorite positions. And you know why? Because I feel like they are like superheroes. Like, you know, tight ends are like... I mean, yeah, I could catch. Oh, you want me to knock this guy down too? Sure. And fullbacks are like, I mean, yeah, I could run, but like, let me plow this guy over. Yeah. You know? Like, right. they just do, they go the extra mile. Like, this is what it's all about, guys. This is this is the team I've always wanted. So, like, when when Barry and Stefanski were, were put in charge of this, I'm like, yes. they're good. And, and now they're bringing in my favorite positions, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, we, everything's coming up, Brittany, right now. I was going to say, we have to acknowledge that they're working together and we are accomplishing the things that I think we've always wanted to accomplish, which is having the same vision and the same goals. And if they sat down a month ago and put together this offense together and Kevin Stefanski said, listen, this is the type of offense I want to run. He has always used heavy two tight end sets, two running backs, two wide receivers. That's been mm-hmm. his thing. Last year, the Browns ran three wide receivers heavily. They, we, we barely ever used two tight ends, and we sometimes used two running backs, mostly when Kareem Hunt came back. So I think they put together a game plan that said, these are the types of sets we want to use. Now let's go out and get our guys to support this offense. Absolutely. Talk about being smart. Yeah. Can, I, can I share a joke that one of my colleagues said Please today? do. So when we were talking about the moves that Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski made yesterday, he said uh, that he thinks someone has Jimmy Haslam uh, locked up in a basement somewhere, which is <laughs> so, so Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski can run the show. And my first thought was, oh, that's you season three. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's the safest place for Jimmy Haslam to be anyway with the quarantine. Yeah, you know, put him down, yeah, put him down high there. High risk, he's older. Give him, yeah. Give him a fully and, sanitized pen and checkbook so he can write the checks <laughs> for these players, but stay in the basement and don't give us your input. Just just let the football guys handle it. That's and right. Another thing that I wanted to point out about Hooper, um, Meredith, you sent us this text message earlier when he was mm-hmm. on 92.3. He said, I picked Cleveland. Really like Stefanski. I believe in Baker. I think he's really talented, young quarterback. All the pieces are in place on that roster. Now, guys, I'm not saying – I don't remember anyone ever saying, 
let me see. I picked Cleveland. Really like Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> you know, like already let's, let's we're seeing a difference. Let's go back a little further. I picked Cleveland. I really like Hugh Jackson. Right. Like when was the last time someone was like, yeah, you know, what? I really like that coach. I really want to go play for him specifically. Like, guys, I really think it's working. <laughs> yes. Your vision is working. Yes. That you bring up a very, very good point. Like it, in the past, I think it's been... Last year, I think it was, I like Baker. Mm-hmm. You know, Baker had a great 2018 rookie year. So I think the signing of OBJ, OBJ was excited to play with him. It was never about the coaches. No. So to your point, I think this is a really good sign that players are not only looking at the players on the team, but the yeah. coaching staff. Because we have been so deficient in leadership in that locker room. And I think mm-hmm. now there are players outside of our own building that respect the coaching staff and the front office. And that hasn't happened in quite some time. No, it's very exciting. I like the fact that the players are looking at the coaches and they're like, yeah, you know what? This is a guy that I can respect. This is a guy that I want to play for. Like, amazing. I can't remember the last time that was the case. Did you guys see yesterday the Bleacher Report tweet that they sent out about listing out all of Baker's offensive weapons? Wasn't it so hard to not get excited? Oh, because I literally read that and I was like, oh no, we're doing it again. Oh yeah, we're we're winning winning the offseason and getting overly excited. But this feels different. This feels really different. And like, (sighs) and I hate to say that because we've said that every year. And I've and I brought up uh, training camp from last year with uh, Freddie Kitchens and and John Dorsey and, and their first training camp together. And I talked about the difference between that training camp and a Hugh Jackson run training camp and what it felt like. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's different. This is going to be a good year. There was so much excitement. There was so much hype. Like, you know, Freddie Kitchens ran a good show at training camp. So, I mean, I had all these really good feelings and all this excitement going into the season. And then it just flopped. So... I'm almost getting that kind of same feeling right now where things feel different and I'm getting excited. So I don't want to let, I don't want to get too hyped up about it, but also with everything else going on in the world, I'm like, you know what? Let's just be happy about this. Let's just be excited about it because there's really not a lot to be happy and excited about right now. Exactly. Like who are we hurting by getting excited except ourselves in the long run? The Dales. (laughs) I wonder how the Dales are feeling right now. Yeah, right? I mean, because this, this okay, is Okay, let me tell you. I will tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you how the deals were feeling. Tell me. First of all, Meredith, to go back to your point, who knew that the world needed the Cleveland Browns to come in and save <laughs> the Monday from the coronavirus meltdown? But Well, and just Cleveland in general, because Cleveland Clinics is like That's swooping right. in and saving the day. That's right. So to go back to the Dales, here's what's happening with the Dales. <laughs> when the Browns signed Austin Hooper yesterday, because this was our first signing mind you Mm -hmm. this is our very first one of the day yeah i was excited people were excited the dale comments were bicker can't throw to austin hooper because he doesn't have an offensive line (laughs) (laughs) pretty's way better at her dale voice by the way gotta beef up that line first (laughs) gotta get that line bigger doesn't have any time to throw to him (laughs) okay dale i get it but listen I didn't realize that Dale was Southern. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't either. (laughs) But listen, Dale didn't know. He didn't trust in Andrew Barry because seven hours later, the freaking Brown signed Jack Conklin. So Dale, stuff it. I know. I am so excited. So I was, I was in Tennessee when Jack Conklin got uh, drafted to the Titans, and so you're I got the first to... person I thought of when this happened. By the way, yeah. So yeah. So I knew him. I knew him in Tennessee, 
And he was just, he was such a pleasure to be around and he was such a great person to, um, I don't want to say to to work with because I never worked with him directly. I just covered the team, but he was always so easy to work with. And he was very just like amenable to everything. Like he played left tackle at um, Michigan State. And when he came into the Titans, Mike Malarkey, who was the coach at the time, said, well, you're going to be on right tackle or right guard. We've got Taylor Lewan on the left side. And he says, OK, whatever the team needs, I'm going to do whatever I need. But also like Taylor Lewan was like acting out at the time, which you know, what else is new? And I think at one point, uh, I think either John Robinson or Mike Malarkey were saying something about Jack Conklin playing on the left side. And then Taylor Lewan threw a fit over it. And he's just like acting like a toddler. And Jack Conklin's just sitting there saying, whatever you need me to do, coach. And I just I loved him. I fell in love with him then. So I'm really, really happy to see him coming to Cleveland Aww. now. That's yeah, Britt, so I, I, I was going to say, it's, Meredith, I think you wanted him. I, I remember seeing your tweets a couple of weeks yes. ago. You and I were talking about trying to address the offensive line position within free agency and not just within the draft. So, mm-hmm. number one, they're clearly listening to this podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and reading my tweets. <laughs> and yes, why so. shouldn't they should be? Because we are their number one fans. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah so I tweeted about so I tweeted about bringing in uh, signing Jack Conklin. And then yes. the other one that I, people weren't as happy about, um, Alex Boone, who played with the Vikings and the 49ers he's been out of the league i think he played with the cardinals too he's been out of the league since uh 2017 or 2018 so he's been out for a while but uh he's in shape and he's ready to come back and he's like really wanting to i i was talking to him like a week and a half ago and he's like man i want to come to cleveland like this is where i want to be and so he's actively looking to come back into the nfl and if you guys have ever heard him talk like he is on on a scale of one to ten he's always at an 11 always 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 and i'm like that's perfect that's exactly what this offensive line needs so i'd really love to see the browns pick him up maybe on um you know a a short one-year deal just to see how he does and then Mm -hmm. you know if he does well sign him for for longer but i mean he is 31 so he's a little on the older side but still i was you know i'm still saying go after alex boone because that's a good pair on the offensive line to have jack conklin to have alex boone and then all of a sudden you're not so desperate for an offensive lineman in the draft you can look at maybe drafting another linebacker or another defenseman or you can go for your tackle at at 10 and then go for a defenseman later like you you have options if you do that which is you know pretty much what i was trying to get to and so i'm still all in on alex boone i hope the browns sign him but you know there's no guarantee that he's going to be on a team this year but we did get jack conklin so i was very excited about that I don't know. I mean, if they listen to the show and that happens, like I, clearly, clearly we have really, really good. <laughs> we have they, they might as well just hire us full time. I don't know. Like, I don't know what else to say. We are their mm-hmm. hype men. Yeah, like, their right. ultimate hype men. Also, another thing, Conklin, um, I, apparently or Charles Robinson, he said that Titans and Browns offered him almost the identical contracts. And guess what, guys? He chose the nerds yes that's right team nerds nerds stay winning yeah and then yeah so I, yeah i had uh and i test texted you guys um my theory earlier today that i've got two theories about jack conklin coming to cleveland and that i think because the perception like and this is kind of the consensus among both local and national media when it comes to the cleveland browns is that the perception is changing for the better and you can mm-hmm. kind of see that with austin hooper's comments saying, you know, I want to come to Cleveland. I like Stefanski. I think that there's a similar attitude with Jack Conklin of, 
I want to come to Cleveland. I like Stefanski. I think he sees what's being built here and he wants to be a part of it. And also he has the option to go back to left tackle here since there's really no solid starting left tackle at the moment. So he's got that option to either stay on the right side, which is what he's been playing in Tennessee for the past three years or go to the left side. So that's sort of my, my takeaways from him being offered very similar contracts from the Titans and the Browns and ultimately saying, I want to go to Cleveland. Do we think he will go to the left? Um, there's a possibility. I think a lot of people are expecting him to stay on the right because they've only ever seen him there. Like that's the only position that he's played in the NFL, but I would not be surprised if he got moved to left at some point. Okay. Well, I know on the the right tackle side that he played in Tennessee last year, he's a really good run blocker. In fact, he was graded in the 91st percentile and we all know Derek Henry just kind of came came into his own towards that back half of the season. And he obviously won the um, rushing record and he was his most efficient off of Jack Conklin. So I think obviously knowing what we have in Nick Chubb, this could be a really, really good thing if he even sticks to the right tackle side, because Nick Chubb is already really good and he was really good on a, on a bad offensive line. Oh my God. My, my heart just skipped a beat when you brought up the idea of pairing Conklin and Chubb together. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Nick Chubb. Guys, it's it's going to be different this year. <laughs> I know, right? We're, it has to be. It's going to be different. Where things are on the up and up. We're gonna. Exactly. It's going to be. Did different. you hear them things saying Hooper, Hooper Browns, Hooper Bowl? Oh, I love that. I was going to say Hoop. There it is. <laughs> oh, I've heard people making the. When I've never seen the movie Jaws, but I guess there's a there's a character named Mr. Hooper, and that's what everyone that I have seen, like my colleagues included, were making all the. And I'm like, I I haven't seen that movie. It's old. <laughs> seen Jaws. I just remember going on the Jaws ride at Universal Studios when I was a kid. That's all. Well, yeah, I'm sure we'll have some t-shirts here pretty soon about You guys, you guys need to check your text messages right now. Uh-oh. I did. did I looked at it. it. I, I had. I almost had to mute my mic because I was We, <laughs> we need to talk about Oh, boy. This oh is boy. an emergency situation. Breaking news on the podcast as we're recording. What even is that that he's holding? It looks like It looks like a testicles. sack of nuts. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he puts on the back of his truck because he's it a football guy. Testicles. <laughs> is you it a, to... like a mouse? Oh, I, I honestly I have no idea. Or like maybe garlic. Where did you where, where did you find this? Yes, yeah, he's Brittany. out. Brittany, he's out hunting garlic <laughs> with a knife. Well, we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but if we ever have like a vampire invasion, <laughs> our fullback will protect us. Oh. He hunts the garlic. No, okay. baby, what is you doing? <laughs> No, it is. What if he puts that on the back of his truck? He's a Dale. (laughs) Okay, so let's back it up. We're gonna have to tweet this picture so people know what we're talking. Like, we'll have to like tweet it out like with the podcast or something. I have tears in my eyes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you know, of course, the Browns just a little while ago traded for a fullback, uh, Denver Broncos, and um, Andy. Was it Janovic? Janovich? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. How to know. It's, I don't name. know how to like pronounce CHs. It's always so weird. I think it's, anyway. I think it, I think it's an ick. I don't think it's an itch. Janovic. Janovic. Okay. I think it's an ick. Okay. Think. So um, <laughs> yeah, apparently he's ick, like but... he's great. He's a great blocker. Um, you know this is a, a good thing. But guys, he is a Dale if I've ever <laughs> seen one. Like I'm. I found this picture of him. 
where he's out in a field in camo overalls with nothing under it, by the way. And it's, it's like just... only and it's only half button too. <laughs> <laughs> he's only got one strap of the overalls on. <laughs> I, I, I don't I'm speechless <laughs> don't worry we'll share the picture tomorrow but still exciting fullback season the nerds they're doing it you know what so if it could be like a um like a Screech and Zach Morris situation where he's yeah. like the you know he's the Zach Morris so he's like the meathead jock and then he's friends with he's best friends with all the Screeches but listen here's the thing like you know you got fo- football guys nerds whatever but like they could play together they can exist together yeah it's the i'm like the fans are a different sort of breed where they have a hard time coexisting but like the actual players i don't because you know you look at baker and he's kind of you know he's he's not a nerd and there's a bunch of nerds on the team so everything's fine everything's fine this dale will be perfect <laughs> uh, yeah i i don't <laughs> He's a special. He's a special breed of Dale that loves the nerd. Right there, you go. Yeah, I just can't get over the nut. The nut hunting. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what we call this. I have to get off of this picture. I have to. I, have I know. To I, had, I had to. I had to close it out because I can't stop laughing. <laughs> or, well, you know. Oh, you know what? I don't know if he's like single or not. But if he has a dating profile, you know that's the first picture up oh, there. Oh no! Can no. you imagine? That is that that is like that is because that's what dudes do. Because I know neither of you are on dating profiles, but I am unfortunately. And every dude has a picture of them with like a fish or something, and it's so weird. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that holding up fish were so was so like. Is, I don't know if there was something at some point that said hold up a fish and the ladies will love you. I don't know, but yeah, well, every dude is with a fish. <laughs> There's this article that someone sent to me about our new fullback. And the headline, I haven't read it, but the headline is beat up truck, bush light, and chew. Broncos fullback <laughs> values simple things. And somebody said the Browns found you a man. Oh, no. <laughs> That's literally how we described the Dale in the first Seriously? episode. It's all come full circle. It has. We deserve this. We do deserve this. We do. Can we call him an evolved Dale? Like, maybe he's a little evolved. Like, because the Dale's can evolve, I don't know. That picture, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow. I'm sure he's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, we will will soon find out. Are we going to have a fullback competition? I hope so. Because we still have Johnny Stanton. Yeah, Yeah, we do. I I don't know. I mean, imagine, oh gosh, like they should sell tickets to this, a fullback <laughs> competition. I want it. It should be a part, like it should be a part of training camp and, and hopefully we'll, you know, have a full blown training camp come August, but there should be like a, a sideshow because they yeah. know how they, how they run like the seven on sevens and like the 11 drills towards mm-hmm. the end of practice. Instead of like running the seven on sevens, they should, <laughs> they should do a fullback competition. Seriously, that'd be <laughs> awesome. They can do it like UFC style. Yes. That will be its own cheering section. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. That is like that is what careers are made of. <laughs> yeah. All right, what are what are we talking? About? Well, we are talking about this fullback man, and we cannot get over this picture. I, yeah, Let's talk I about Case Keenum. I was gonna say, like speaking speaking of competition, I oh, have yeah, a bone. Right. I have a bone to pick with my father, who is usually listens. So, the Browns we mentioned earlier signed uh, quarterback Case Keenum to a three year deal. Uh, we all assumed this would be the backup position. And then I get a text from my dad, okay? And I just have to read it verbatim (laughs) because I don't even know what to make of this. 
Okay, so this is from my dad. And he says, and this was clearly well thought out because it's been an entire 24 hours since the Browns signed Case Keenum, but this was the first I heard of it. Any chance that the Browns would trade Baker to the Patriots? The rumor has always been that the Pats were trying to trade up to get him. We get their first and a third and a special teams linebacker. We package those picks to get a pick that gets us the fourth or fifth ranked quarterback, parentheses, that we really think is the second best quarterback. Keenum starts, we run a lot. OBJ gets traded somewhere else to get another offensive lineman. We are all in to make the playoffs in 2022. That is the year we would be trying to extend Baker. My dad put on the tinfoil hat. He was up like late it. last night. <laughs> like he projected this out to 2022. And Social distancing is getting to him. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, they shut down. My mom and dad play pickleball together. Oh my god. And they it. shut down the gym, so there's oh. no more pickleball allowed. Oh. This is what happens. So clearly the the lack of pickleball has entered into his mind. And my dad is one of the most pessimistic uh Browns fans I know. You know, he's part of the boomer. The Boomer Browns era. Okay, oh, yeah. and I saw Jim Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I remember our model. <laughs> so yeah, I, my dad thinks that Case Keenum is coming in to actually be the starter, and that oh, the God. Browns would be accepting offers for Baker Mayfield. And I told my dad he was crazy, and he was like, "You're going to use this for the podcast." I was like, "Yes, Dad, I am going <laughs> to use this for the podcast." <laughs> so that's that's the thing when you when you create content, whether you're on the radio or TV or write a blog, or have a podcast, the people in your life need to know and understand that everything is content. That's right. That's right. If you're going to give us content, we're going to use it. Well, here's the thing, you guys. This didn't just come from my dad. Like, I was seeing across the board, like, people then immediately starting to question, like, is Baker Mayfield the guy? Or should we give up on him? And I took the Case Keenum signing as a, no, Baker Mayfield's 100% our guy. This is going to help Baker get established in this offense because Case Keenum worked with Kevin Stefanski before. He understands the system. He's really good from a fundamental standpoint. He's been an NFL starter before. He has wins under his belts. He has meaningful wins underneath his belts. So this is going to make Baker Mayfield a better quarterback. And I, I stand firm in that. Well, and also one of the worst case scenarios, and I think everyone was kind of shaking in their boots a little bit last year with how many times Baker was getting hit. Like he got sacked so many times and there were points where it was like, if Baker gets injured, the season is done. We're completely over. I think by bringing in Case Keenum, if, you know, and let's hope this doesn't happen, but if Baker gets injured in some way, shape or form and he can't play, then it's not doomsday for the Browns. Mm-hmm. because they still because then they have a quality backup quarterback who, who you can trust for a game or two yeah no like i'm 100 percent with you brie um i think this one all the moves that they made yesterday all point to wonder and that is that baker's their guy they're trying to fill the roster with the right people for him um bringing in an experienced quarterback like case keenum he's you know he's been around for a long time he's had some pretty good years but you know he's 32 years old which i say that and i'm almost 32 years old and i'm like oh he's an old man he's right he's, he's seen better days but like no in in the football he has like there's you can't i'm not trying to be mean or anything but you know i they brought in somebody that baker can learn from somebody i think he has he's mature he seems like he would be a good leader he's obviously he knows kevin stefanski like these all point to they brought in someone that 
is there to help Baker grow. Like that's the bottom line for me. I don't think that this is going to be a competition in any way. I think Case Keenan probably knows that. And what they're paying him 18, was it 18 million. Yeah. So yeah, yep. 18 million to be a teacher. Hell yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. And I, the other thing I would just like to point out last year, it felt like Baker had his buddies around him because him and Freddie Kitchens developed this relationship in 2018. And clearly Freddie got the job because of Baker Mayfield. So they were already kind of at this, they had this relationship that it was almost like Baker could do whatever he wanted because he, like Freddie kind of owed him something. And this is me just theorizing. But then Freddie Kitchens hired Ryan Lindley to be the quarterback's coach, which I think was a horrible hire because I don't think he had any experience with any type of quarterback. He wasn't, I don't even think he was a quarterback himself or if he was, it was, you know, for a year or two years. And then the backups were also Baker's really good friends with Gilbert and Stanton. Like they were just there to almost, I don't know, to be Baker's cheerleaders. I don't know if they were actually helping Baker. And it felt Mm -hmm. like all of last year, like he needed that leadership and that guidance so I like the idea of him getting someone that could provide him the leadership and guidance, but also be someone that could take over if we need him to, because I think Baker needs that push. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't being threatened last year, and I think he needs a little bit of that. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. 100%. I, I love the Case Keenum signing. I thought that was, you know, everything they did yesterday was great, but I probably especially liked this one because it just, you know, Baker, we sometimes forget that this is only going to be his third year in the league. He still has a lot of growing to do. He still has a lot to learn. So getting some, getting a backup quarterback that's going to help him do that, I think, was essential for this year. And I think, you know, we're going to see all of all of the upside from doing that. Did you guys see, it was maybe a month ago on the NFL Network, uh, Akbar Bajabi Amila said that Case Keenum is a better quarterback than Baker Bayfield and the Browns should sign him and make him the starter. What? Do you guys, yeah, that was like a month ago, and it was we we tore him apart for that one, and it was just it was oh so gosh. funny. I'll have to send you guys uh, the uh, the clip. It's like a four and a half minute clip, and literally every single person on NFL Network that was on the air with him at the time looked at him like he had three heads. And then the best part was he gave his number, his personal phone number away on the air and said, if you disagree with me, come at me. And then before the end of the segment, it just, his phone was buzzing off the hook. Like, <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to send you guys that clip. It was just like, it is perfection. I, it's one of those things where if you're having a bad day and you need to laugh, go watch this four and a half clip minute clip of Akbar Bajabi Amila trying to argue that Case Keenum is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Oh, I, I, I do remember how to that. Say that name. Um, so I watch <laughs> that was a lot impressive. of <laughs> So I watch a lot of American Ninja Warrior, and he's one of the co-hosts on that, and they say his name a lot. So, and then also when, like, when you're on the air and you have to say these names, you, you mm. practice them a lot. Like some of these more difficult names in sports, like the reason I can like roll them off so easily, like the amount of times I have practiced them in a closed room is almost embarrassing, but that's less embarrassing than getting it wrong when I'm on the air. So, sure. yeah. It's just a lot of really embarrassing practice. Yeah, you nailed it, Meredith. Oh, you thanks. nailed it. I practice. <laughs> well, so to wrap up the Browns conversation, so we, we obviously are very hyped about the signings from an offensive standpoint. We look really good on paper. We love being good on paper. We're really good at that. <laughs> from a defensive standpoint, this is the one thing that we have been preaching on this show 
we have a lot of holes left to fill from the defensive side. So mm-hmm. from a free agent standpoint, from a draft standpoint, you guys, what is your biggest need and where do you think we need to go next? I mean, you got to get some safe. I think we have more fullbacks and tight ends and safeties right now. We 100% do. <laughs> you are not wrong. Like, I know, again, because there's smart people in charge, I believe that they have a plan for this. I don't I don't know what it is, and I don't know how they're going to get to it. But, you know, I think safety is a, is a real concern right now, and it's getting more concerning by the day. I'll be honest about that. Yeah, I think linebacker and a good defenseman is also a concern because uh, we can't we can't look at Miles Garrett and expect yes. him to carry everything, mm-hmm. you know, on his back. And you know, Sione Takitaki didn't get a lot of play last year. Like Greedy Williams didn't get a lot of play. So, um, you know, I think that they do need to beef up the defense a little bit. Like Miles Garrett, you know, while he is definitely one of the top defensemen in the league, you know he can't carry the entire line himself. And as we saw last year, if we lose him for whatever reason, it's oh my gosh. disastrous. It's catastrophic. Yeah. yeah. So we definitely need to beef up some of the defense. I would agree. I laughed yesterday because I saw Pete Smith, who has a podcast with our, our good friends, uh, Jeff Lloyd on Locked friend On. Of the show. Friend yes, of the show. Friend of the show, Locked On Browns. <laughs> yes, guys. They always hype us, so thank you for that. I laughed because Pete tweeted something about we don't have a, a defense pretty much at this point. Like we've built this really good offense and I'm paraphrasing for him, but I responded to it and I was like, well, listen, we just have to score more, t- more touchdowns. <laughs> so I think that's our game plan is to just score more touchdowns. We, it may be like the games might be like a hundred to 77, but <laughs> as long as we can score, we'll be fine. We have two fullbacks. You guys, we're going to do it. Did you know that Pete Smith is Jarvis Landry's biggest fan? Oh, he hates Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> Even I know that. How can you, how I can say you that because he, he listens to the show every week and I just have to give him a hard time for a second. Yeah. You know, I feel really bad for Pete Smith <laughs> because he was actually starting to watch the NBA and he was like commenting on right? your tweets, Brittany. And then the coronavirus came and wiped out the NBA. And as I blame Pete, Pete for that. Yeah. As soon as Pete Smith watches the NBA, a pandemic takes over and it's like, no, you only <laughs> watch football <laughs> the universe convened oh pete's probably waiting for darvis to get the corona <laughs> oh, no. i mean everybody everybody in the nba is getting it it just came out like right before we started recording um kevin durant tested positive i know i it. saw that i oh, i honestly gosh. am like i'm waiting i'm like doom and gloom right now like odell has been traveling overseas <gasps> He's I been didn't in London. That. Oh no. I'm like he 100% will probably test positive and then it'll be like everybody will want to trade Odell for getting the coronavirus. Like that's what's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> we'll try to trade Odell for an actual case of corona, like the beer. <laughs> yeah, I, like that like that's that's the logic that sometimes the Browns fans use is like everything is Odell's fault. So if he gets this virus, it'll be like he's worthless. He gets the coronavirus. We oh, have God. to trade him. You know, I didn't even think I didn't even think about that cuz I guess there haven't been any NFL players no. that have been at risk or or have talked about it, but I know um, like I think Arsenal uh, their coach tested positive. There are a few other guys in the European Soccer League that tested positive. Obviously, it's going around the NBA um, but yeah, I didn't even think about the possibility of my dear Odell getting I know. Like, Stay safe, even... Odell. Wash your hands. Social distance. Did you guys see that the NBA has suspended um, drug testing? No. During the coronavirus no. hiatus, yeah. Wow. So everyone can just get stoned. While wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, with the way the world is going, you might need a little, like if you're, you know, especially for an athlete, I'm sure a lot of their escape is, you know, on the court and playing the game and doing what they're best at. And now they don't have that. So right. they need some kind of escape, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm all for it. Something to relax. Awesome. You know, help yeah. with the pain. There's lots of, you know, medicinal purposes for marijuana. So maybe they'll use it for medicinal reasons. Yeah, medicinal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only there was a cure for the coronavirus. Maybe they'll find one in this. Maybe. maybe yeah, I, maybe the NBA will. Their players will come up with something that works. Well, I saw... They're allowed to get high in the NFL now, right? Yeah, they can't be suspended for... Oh, yeah, that was part of the positive. News. Yeah, that was part of the new CBA. I don't think that takes place until 2021. But okay. yeah, there was uh, some clause in the CBA um, that said that, yeah, a positive test is not going to mean an automatic suspension. So I then think. does this, is it like retroactive so they could give Josh Gordon like a new contract? <laughs> isn't he I, still on a rookie deal? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> I don't know. You could probably just pay him in weed. Like thirty, and he's on a rookie deal still. I mean, here's the thing: if if marijuana is the only drug that Josh Gordon does, and he plays the way he plays, then maybe just you know, maybe let him play. Yeah, Yeah. that might be that might be a bad take. I don't know. I could get. It's not a. I mean, I've had. (laughs) I've been doing the Josh Gordon hot takes for years. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm new to it. I'm new to it. (laughs) Yeah, he might. He might team up with Tom Brady. Listen. We have to talk about, because this news broke today, too, like just going around the NFL a little bit. So Tom Brady announced he would not be back in New England. Um, He's signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Which is so, isn't that like the weirdest thing I've ever heard? So weird. And I think, I truly think Antonio Brown will be playing with him and maybe Josh Gordon. Like, it'll be Tom Brady and the Misfits. Can you imagine? (laughs) Also, can we talk, like... We, I wrote this down in the rundown. We need to talk about Jameis Winston for a second. <laughs> you, love Jameis. you love Jameis. You love Jameis. I actually, I hate him. Like, I can't stand the guy, but he's so hilarious. So, you know, he had asked for $30 million, which is absolutely absurd for Jameis Winston to do, number one. But, you know, apparently he had LASIK surgery, guys, so that fixes everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, if I could afford LASIK, I would, I would absolutely get it. Well, yeah, but he asked for $30 million to throw 30 interceptions, which is... <laughs> but also 30 touchdowns, come on. Yeah. Come on, 30 <laughs> interceptions. You're, 30 Jameis. touchdowns. Half a million Jameis. for each. Fine. But I, this prompts me to look up, because um, I know that him and Bruce Arians have like a rocky relationship. Um, actually, I just think Bruce Arians does not respect him as a human at all. So today I was looking for my favorite quotes from Bruce Arians about Jameis Winston, and here are some that I wanted to share. Okay. said, if we can win with this quarterback, we can definitely win with another one, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. That was funny. <laughs> from the oh, same gosh. article. Um, that's one of the things I'm going to have to evaluate, talking about Winston. You look at it, and there's so much good and so much outright terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He would have been perfect for the Browns. Here's, I know, right? He wanted to come here so bad. But this is the last one. You're not going anywhere. You're going home if you lead the league in giveaways. Ooh. You're never going to play in the playoffs unless you're playing the Steelers in the 70s. It smells as bad as it could possibly smell, and it'll smell that way for a long time. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bruce Arians, the savage. Yeah, that that is straight savage. But, I, like, when you're that old and you've been around that long, like, good for you. Like, just tell it like it, it is. Right? 
Imagine having to like rally yourself around Jameis Winston every Sunday. Like this is your <laughs> lifeline. Oh my God. So yeah, good for him. It makes me feel good for Bruce Arians that he gets Tom Brady, which I I can't for the life of me wrap my head around this. Why Tom Brady chose Tampa Bay of all teams? It seems weird. I don't. Maybe his family in Tampa. But I don't. It's I warm. Maybe, maybe Giselle wanted to move to Florida. Yeah. I but I saw like I, I thought I saw people were saying like Chargers was on. Yeah. the docket and i'm like man i i would move to san diego that's what i was saying about tyrod taylor when when he left the browns and he went to the chargers i was like i'd go to san diego too like that's a great choice if you're gonna yeah. like sit on your butt and you know be a backup and collect millions of dollars may as well do it in san diego true yeah i think yeah. the other big news out of yesterday that we'll just touch on was i don't know we think the <laughs> we think the browns are really bad oh no but man the texans i i don't know how you're a, i don't know how you're a, a fan of the texans i really don't understand what they are doing i have a theory so they send um wide receiver deandre hopkins and a fourth round pick to the cardinals for running back david johnson a second round pick and a 2021 fourth round pick what are they doing <laughs> i have a theory i have a theory on this one so obviously we we mentioned the uh, houston astros cheating scandal that happened 10 oh years ago i think that the professional sports leagues in houston are all very close and very good friends with each other and the texans said you know what astros we're gonna take some of the heat off of you for a little bit because you deserve a break so we're gonna get rid of deandre hopkins can Bill O'Brien trade himself? <laughs> like, can he fire himself? Because, like, he he is his own boss. So, like, I guess when you when you make all the moves and you also coach the team, like, who's firing you? Like, I the first I was talking to my friend about this yesterday, and I said, was Bill O'Brien awake when he did this? <laughs> like, was he was he functioning? Maybe he has coronavirus and he was um, out of it. Well, it was reported that him and Hopkins have like a rocky relationship. Oh my gosh. Which, okay, but like, dude, you haven't like earned the right to send a player like Hopkins away because you don't like him. That, like, you're the ooh. coach. You're supposed to be able to work through this. Why, why is he calling the shot? Why, where's their GM? It, he is the GM. Are they getting another one? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, is that in the works? They're just going to let Bill O'Brien do this? He's the worst type of person. Like, have you ever worked with someone that just picks their personal favorites in the office? Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. you know, those people always rise to the top regardless of how bad they are at their job. Yep. They're just well-liked. And then the people that are really good at their jobs like never get rewarded because they're just yeah. not part of the circle like this is what bill this is how bill o'brien is running his football team this is incredible imagine being deshaun watson right now like yeah, what's, yeah what's deshaun watson point? is saying send me to the patriots like, <laughs> right someone, like, Ooh, that'd be interesting yeah oh uh, gosh well no i was about to say well titans have Tannehill because they extended him um, who else? I think Carolina was looking for a quarterback, although who did they Oh, yeah, for? because they announced today that Cam Newton was looking for it, or they gave him permission to look for yeah. a trade. And so, he, yeah. so did you guys see that weird font that he uses? Yeah, he always uses that. It's what really hard to read. That? I don't know. I don't, I, I haven't seen it, but I also don't like read his like tweets or his Insta or something. Cause... He's a mess. Like, I used to really stand for Cam Newton for years, but like, it's hard for me now 
to stand for vegans. <laughs> for what? For he's vegans. A, is he vegan? They're just annoying. Yeah. I didn't know he's that. He's vegan. I didn't know he was vegan That's why, either. like, he's... Apparently, this, like, nutritionist last year um, came on... I don't know what I was watching. But they said one of the reasons why he's having such a hard time coming back in the NFL and you, because it's hard... Your body doesn't get enough when you're a vegan to, like, you know, bounce back from things and keep your strength up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, anyway, Cam, I don't know how I feel about it. I think Lamar Jackson has definitely replaced Cam Newton on my favorite outside of Cleveland quarterbacks. Oh, boy. I know. Oh, boy. Yeah, people coming for you again. (laughs) Yeah, you have to be careful. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, saying saying Lamar Jackson's name is like, I don't know, it's like tapping your heels, saying it three times, and the Dales will come out. (laughs) (laughs) Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Pick up trucks. (laughs) I have to bring up one thing about the Dales before we move on, because I do want to get to the Indians really quick, Mm -hmm. and it's mostly for Brittany to, to get on her soapbox. But the Dales... Over the weekend, since I was quarantined inside with my children, mm-hmm. we watched, I introduced them to Little Giants. And I know, Brittany, this is one of your favorite sports movies. And oh, yeah. it was one of mine as well. I owned it on VHS tape. I remember watching it constantly when I had sleepovers with my friends. It was like the one thing that we always put on. I wanted to be Icebox. Like, I so <laughs> resonated with her. I was a tomboy. Loved she was, her. Just... She was the best. She was such a badass. <laughs> loved her. So I was watching it with my children and they really liked it. You know, there's a lot of like kids humor that I forgot about, but mm-hmm. I forgot how much of a Dale Spike and Spike's dad were. <laughs> oh my God. When yep. he comes out and with the fridge on his back. Oh my God. And he like, <laughs> he got like, mad at Spike and he girls. had to like do pull-ups on his arm. <laughs> oh my God. I remember, you I have not, remember oh that. Oh my God. Yes. I have not seen this movie in years but i do remember that scene where he like juts his arm out and it's yes. like this thickness of a tree trunk and then the yes. kid does a pull yes i remember that <laughs> yes i love it when he's like hey fat lineman <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay i'm definitely like, gonna don't, be like don't play with be, girls that, is that line i was like so his, his name should have been dale like that yeah. was that was a miss <laughs> that's uh that's definitely gonna be on my rewatch list now you know what's funny spike was like one of my first crushes <gasps> really no. i know right it was not junior it was Spike. It was Spike. Gross. Junior was the best. Junior My taste best. has evolved, guys. I now only date really fancy men. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Well, a fun fact, yeah. Meredith, if you want to catch it, it's streaming for free on IMDb. So Oh, sweet. Yeah. That'll yeah. definitely be. You should all watch it, and we could just talk about how great it is. Because I, w- every time I go see my brother in North Carolina, I think we watch that every single time. We never get tired, and we're like in our thirties. That's like that's like the Sandlot with me and my brother. That's that's like the one movie where it doesn't matter what else is going on. Like if we're in mm-hmm. the same place and the Sandlot is on, we're watching that movie. Yes, like that's, that's another good choice. Yeah, this yeah, the Sandlot is definitely like our movie. Yeah, yeah so Spike was the original Dale. Original Dale. That OG. He was born OG from Little da- Giants. O- OD. Original OD. Dale. Did you know that Spike and Ice Chest... Ice Chest is what he called her. Spike and Icebox were really actually dating. What? No. Where are they Wait, now? How? I need to know this. We'll have to look. Um, Wait. How old Spike were they? Spike was just in something not too long ago, and he looks exactly the same. Wait, how oh. do you... How, how old were they, though? Because, like... I. Were they dating while the movie was filming? Because they were like children. Yeah, they were like, I don't know, maybe like 12. 
But yeah, they're a boyfriend. How do you girlfriend. date when you're twelve? Aww. What does that mean? Do you like hold? Like, I, is it just holding hands? I don't know. Um. Yeah. Sorry. I think that's I'm all like... I did when I had a boyfriend at like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> that you think? I didn't get my first kiss till I was like fourteen. I think. Oh, I don't. Okay. I have like no concept of age these days. I like can't. <laughs> I can't remember anything. Like everything is just blurred together for me. I remember like very little of high school. I remember a lot of grade school, which is weird. I just remember I playing Oregon Trail like at like in my computer class. Like that's like <laughs> one of my. <laughs> oh, so okay, so Spike. I'm looking. I'm like looking at IMDb like as we speak. So Spike was also the bad guy in the movie Brink, which is like one of my favorite yes. Disney Channel original movies yes. ever. He played Val in uh, mm-hmm. in Brink and. Like it was a very uncomfortable uh, thing for uh, like a few months ago. I did uh, big screen sports with Kyle Banduho, and we broke down Brink. And I had some like really awkward comments about Val because he was, I mean, he was over eighteen when that movie was filmed. But I was like, he's a good looking dude. Like I'm sure, like if I was like yeah. in that world, like when I was a kid, Eric Von Detten was my biggest crush. But like looking back in the Brink world, I'm like, oh, I, pro- I probably would have been that dumb chick that went for for Val. <laughs> Also, Junior from Little Giants grew up to be Stan from, you know how, like, we always say, oh, I Stan, I Stan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he grew up, he was in the video, the Eminem video for Stan, and he played Stan. Oh, that's right, Devon Sawa, right? Yes. He was in other movies, too. Was he in, like, horror movies? Final Destination. Yes, okay, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in, oh, yeah, he was in Casper with uh, Christina Ricci. I (gasps) love that movie. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was in love with him in that movie. Yeah, I had a crush on him, too. He is Stan. Okay, this is definitely on my rewatch list. We are so off the rails right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I did that. I caused that. It's okay. That's what happens when you get quarantined or social distance. I don't know if you're actually quarantined, but like if you get like once you start social social distancing, (laughs) you get a little stir crazy and then you start looking up children from sports movies in the mid 90s. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on my phone, like too much over the weekend and I don't know, Brittany, you don't have an iPhone. You don't have an Apple. But <laughs> that wasn't a dig at you, by the way. I'm just, I know Meredith will relate to this. But yeah. you get like alerts on your phone of your screen time. Oh, and yes. Like being like stuck in a house and not going places. Like I'm more apt to pick up my phone for things. And I hate getting the stupid reminders of you've reached your time limit for the day. And it like, this is like, at 1 p.m. <laughs> See, why do you guys choose to live like that? I, well, I turned I turned mine off. Like you can you can like, turn that thing off, and I did because like the, like I live on my phone for work. Like it's constantly just there's just constant communication, constant keeping up with the news, like always having to reach out to people and always having to figure out what the heck is going on. So like I live on my phone for work. So I mean I turned that off. I'd probably hit that limit by like 10 a.m. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's not good. It makes you feel really bad about yourself. So don't do it. Don't do it. Um, before we move on to the Indians, our last subject today, I do have to tell you guys that I was obviously I, like I'm attacked all the time, but I was attacked on Saturday by a lot of kind of like political deals, but also just like regular deals. And I found out something very interesting about myself. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. For this? Ready. So now the funny thing about this is that this actually prompted one of my ex-boyfriends who like I haven't talked to in probably, I don't know, four years or so. Um, he messaged me on Facebook after he saw this and my, I don't, I wouldn't say he hates me, but he's not like a big fan of mine. So (laughs) he reached out because everyone was giving me such a hard time over the weekend. He's like, Hey, are you okay? And the reason he reached out is because he read this one specific rumor about me 
that I wanted to share with you guys, in case you didn't know. Um, so apparently, I photoshopped Gap into my profile pics, and I used to pay someone to run my Twitter account and tweet for me. Wait, what? Wait, Wait you photoshopped start over. What? <laughs> I photoshop gaps. Whatever that means. I think maybe thigh gap. Oh. Is that what a gap? Either that or like... I thought you were talking about... The, gap I, I thought you were talking about the clothing company. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It says gap in quotes. In quotes. So I thought it was going is. to be like you... <laughs> This is how you know, like, I've been in my house for too long. I thought it, like, meant, like, you were social distancing. So you, like, <laughs> you photoshopped, like, a six-foot gap. Or, or I was thinking, like, um, you know, like, how Madonna has, like, a small gap in her teeth? Or, oh, like, yeah. Mike Tyson, right. Like, or the, was, it Mike, was it Mike Tyson who has it? Or who was it? No, Michael Strahan. That's who has it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You photoshopped the, the gap in your teeth like Michael Strahan. Yeah. So I photoshopped gaps huh. in my pictures. Okay. And I used to... I used to pay someone to run my account and tweet for me. I don't anymore, which is hilarious because if anyone knows, any, I've been poor my entire adult life. Actually, <laughs> like all of it. So the fact that anyone thinks that I would pay someone to run my account and tweet for me at any point is just. Guys, the world's ending. Can you please find something better to do than this? <laughs> right. Just please. Hey, that's that. That is an interesting attack. Like, yeah, that's so. That's so we're shopping like, gaps. Yeah, because here, here's another thing. Like, even if you did Photoshop your pictures, like, who cares? Every, like, everybody does. Everybody puts filters or Facetune. Like, look at the Kardashians. They haven't had a real picture of themselves oh, online. Yeah. Who are they? In, you know, in 25 years. So, you know. Yeah, a gap. It's such a weird thing to attack somebody for. Right? It's so dumb. There was a lot of them. Yeah, get a hobby, people. Yes. (laughs) Watch the news, damn it. I don't know. Watch Little Giants, something. Yes. (laughs) Or, uh, yeah, I think they put, oh, they put Frozen 2. Yes, Plus, so like good. Early. Yeah, because you were texting that to me the other day, Brie. You're like, oh, you can, because my brother just got Disney Plus and shared his password because he took pity on me in my situation. He was like, well, you don't, you know, you don't have a lot of work right now and you don't have a lot of money. So here, have some Disney Plus. <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, oh, Frozen 2. And I, I didn't think it was on at that point. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing it everywhere. Uh, and I guess I saw that they put it up there three months early. Yeah. So, so Dale's. Go watch Frozen 2 because it's on Disney Plus three months early. Yeah, it's too much, really there's too much female empowerment for, oh, yeah, that's, for them. That's true. <laughs> for Frozen 2. <laughs> <laughs> Little Giants is more their speed. Although there's a girl playing football, so I don't... Yeah, maybe not. Sandlot. <laughs> you that's play right. ball like a girl. <laughs> they can just drool over Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that should be like our next podcast. We should just create hobbies for the Dales. Like if we're, you know, if we're without sports and we need to talk about something, that'll be, it'll be our public service. It'll be our (laughs) PSA to the Dales is we'll give you hobbies so you stop making up dumb rumors about Britney. Idiots. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of idiots, Brittany, do you want to close? That was maybe harsh. Do you want to close out the Cleveland Indians? I actually don't know what happened. I was not um, I was not caught up on this yesterday. So fill me in. What's going on? All right. I'm bringing it up. Let me because I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound worse or better than it was. It's really hard to make it sound worse. (laughs) 
Like I okay. like I def- I defend the Indians a lot, but this I just <clears throat> I can't with this one. Okay, so they sent it was March sixteenth. They sent an email out to season ticket holders, um, and it basically just goes on says. As of today, March 16th, our front offices are closed and our season ticket service team will be working remotely. We will still be available to answer any questions you might have during the regular business hours, blah, blah, blah. As soon as we're able, we'll provide further details regarding the start of our season. Additionally, if you are on a current payment plan, your March installment will be processed as scheduled in preparation for the season to start after the delay. So, the Cleveland Indians in classic cleveland indian style decide that yesterday while you know we're in like basically a state of emergency everything's shut down bars and restaurants are done people are wondering how they're going to feed themselves the cleveland indians sent out an email that say hey guys i know times are tough but we're still going to process that monthly payment as if times are not tough which is just i this they find new ways to be so tone deaf that it it my mouth dropped yesterday when I saw that the balls on this organization <laughs> to send an email during all of this and be like oh yeah by the way I know there's no baseball I know you're not gonna be able to see us for a few months but we're still gonna take your money yikes yeah actually what are the Browns doing about this because technically their season ticket holders this is also their time for payment plans i should know i'm one of them i don't even know if i've gotten an update from them so check your email for tone deaf update oh yeah i will have to report back on you yeah the nfl is the nfl is at an advantage right now because they are the only league that's not in play that's not currently active and actually Mm -hmm. technically they'll be active wednesday at 4 p.m however everything that they have up until when otas are scheduled to start can be done remotely so obviously Mm -hmm. signing free agents there doesn't have to be you know a big gathering for that the nfl draft even though it has turned into a fan event that is something that can be done remotely so as of right now the nfl can continue to operate on status quo so they're very lucky Mm -hmm. for that but you know if we're still in cancellation mode state of emergency mode come ota time then they're going to have to make a decision so i think if the browns were to do something similar where they processed payments i don't think it would be as big of an uproar because i think a lot of us are hoping and praying that by the time the season starts by the time we get to the preseason in august a lot of this stuff will be normalized so your processed payment right now will go for your tickets that start up in when whenever they do august or september mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it probably wouldn't be great especially if there are season ticket holders that have income on hold because their jobs are shut down but uh, since the NFL has the luxury of being able to operate as status quo at the moment, like if they did that, it wouldn't be anywhere near as bad as the Indians. Because at this point, I've seen I've seen I've seen rumors saying that the season could start May 1st. I've seen rumors saying the season could start as late as July. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that's that's a huge gap. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of missed games. That's a really, yeah. really late start. And, yeah. uh, and and I'll say this, this is something that my boss said to me today. He said that with this, we are operating on 24 to 48 hour windows, because at mm-hmm. this point, we don't even know what the world is going to be like 12 hours from now. Yeah. So, you know, that's that was really not great for the Cleveland Indians to process payments as normal, because as of right now, things are not normal, especially exactly. in baseball. Exactly. Yes. 
Agreed. No, that was that was bad. Yeah, bad I move, think guys. in this time we all have to look out for each other and we're happy we were recording tonight. It was a good break from what's going on with just our everyday lives, what's going on in the world right now. And we always appreciate your support and your listening. We'll wrap it up tonight. We gave you guys a long show. We'll be back uh, next week. If not sooner, we're talking about should we be doing more podcasts given uh, everything that's going on or everything that's not going on. Uh, so let us know what you guys think and we'll try to figure something out. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, or on Spotify. Don't forget to rate and review us, please. We love reading them, and we will talk to you guys next week.